Hi everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of Under Control. My name is Paul Bartlett and today I'll talk with Maria Olashanskaya, a partner at Area Global from Tel Aviv. Area Global offers premium services for high-end clientele from all over the world. Private yachts, private jets, luxury car rental, they've got it all covered. They'll also go that extra mile and offer full cyber security solutions for their clients. Hey Maria, thank you for joining today. Thank you for inviting me for the podcast, first of all. Uh, sure. It's a pleasure for me. Uh, my name is Maria Olshansky. I'm an active partner in Ira Global Corporation, a company that uh, provides premium services uh, such as uh, rent of luxury cars, uh, private jets, yachts, uh, villas, apartments. Uh, and of course, uh, physical security. We've been working for more than six years and I'm with this company for two years. And I am kind of a public person, public representative for this very, very confidential and let's say closed community of the company itself and of our clients. And Vin, you obviously you're working on a, on a global basis, so you're dealing with customers all around the world? Yeah, it's true. We're dealing with the customers all around the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a network of uh, suppliers of our premier services globally. And if there is a point on the world that we are not working, but the customer uh, wants to have services provided there, uh, we can do that too. Mm -hmm. Good. And so let me just out of curiosity, how did you get started? I mean, how does people get or companies decide they're going to spin up and get started in this kind of business? It was for the founders, it was a really natural uh, mm -hmm. project, business project, because this is something they truly needed, the services that the company provides, and they couldn't find the level of quality and confidentiality and security and privacy as they wanted, and all in one place. It was just, you know, like uh, they say that entrepreneurs just, take a problem and turn it into opportunity. So that's how it happened. Wow. And and how many of you now, I mean, just on, on the headcount, uh, how many people are working in the organization? We have uh, hundreds of suppliers that mm -hmm. work with us on a regular basis. And of course, we have a managing team, uh, which is uh, about 100 people. Uh, I mean, all the team that uh, organizes that uh, services, Actually, I wanted to say that every day we are growing, but it's mm -hmm. not exactly true because uh, to become, for example, a driver that works with us, it takes quite a lot of time and we don't accept any single person that just bought uh, Maybach or BMW and <laughs> wants to work with us as a driver in this or that right. country or city, doesn't matter. And that's where our, what I said, our values of privacy mm -hmm. and security and quality come into play. It's not it doesn't happen that we have a rotation or like uh everyday growth of personnel or partners mm -hmm. understood and i take it there's obviously you've got your own training programs around that as well around the physical security part offline online security whatever the type of problem that's being presented or challenge you have to give plenty of in in-house training i wouldn't call it training because okay. we will not work with somebody who comes from a let's say clean background mm -hmm. and have an experience. So it's more like uh, alignment with our values and with the way we work. Uh, for example, let's say drivers, yes, they, when they 
uh, work for us. They don't take their personal cell phones with them on the route, like all the day that they work with the client. And they have to understand that they cannot just turn and take pictures of the client and share it with all his friends because the celebrities mm -hmm. in town or something like that. So I wouldn't call it training, as I said, but mm -hmm. yes, we do spend time checking, even doing the penetration test, as mm -hmm. you said, uh, talking about cybersecurity. But uh, for the real life, uh, we do check all like how do our drivers, our uh, we have people who come with uh, our client to those villas or to those apartments and help them kind of check in. So yes, mm -hmm. and. Just staying on to the point of, of security, because that's what you do is the two lines you mentioned, there's offline physical security and online what you're doing with something more recent with cyber security. What's the biggest challenges that you faced with physical security of these VIP people? With the physical security, I would call the biggest problem privacy, mm -hmm. as I told you, and confidentiality. Um, because our clients, uh, when they're going on their trips, either it's a business trip or a vacation, they're searching for confidentiality mm -hmm. and silence. We call it silence, you know, uh -huh. with no uh, distraction, with not having to deal with the things they do in their everyday life. So this is the biggest challenge that we face because in the, at the end of the day, everybody who provides the services they are mm -hmm. just human beings yeah. so that's about physical security talking about uh, cyber security there are really quite a few uh, so if you want i can like start uh, naming them start talking about them mm -hmm. or if you have other questions about like the basis of the company then i can answer those questions yeah. too i'm just thinking because you know when i sit here i think about like okay what does it actually take uh you know to get somebody who's famous from a to b under the radar okay without being noticed i mean there's so much social media out there and as you just mentioned earlier everyone's got a camera on their mobile phones everyone likes to brag because we're always only human so i can imagine inside of that there are a lot of challenges that you need to be aware of yes but it's the the responsibility of bodyguards and mm -hmm. of drivers uh not uh, like not personally me, let's say that's why we have the very high level professionals working for us. Mm -hmm. And for us as a company, the main thing, how we can help that physical privacy happen is to do the cyber digital privacy happen mm -hmm. on the end, on the end where the order is placed at the end where staff that works for our company, uh, organize that order, brings that order to life. And that's our biggest responsibility mm -hmm. in this cyber space. Mm -hmm. So, in fact, the two go hand in hand now because, of course, yeah. And so, what did it look like before that? Before, I mean, when I say the era of technology, it's been around for a long time. But I mean, in a day when there was an encrypted email and vice versa, how was it possible to exchange information? confidentially was it a struggle or there was just another method that you were using i think just that that situation when nothing was encrypted and mm -hmm. people did not talk about uh, cyber security 
it was quite a long ago. And I think at those days when people did not think about that that much and did not talk about that that much, there were no so many threads in that area. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they grow together and they go hand in hand. The more uh, cyber attacks we have, the more damage they bring, the more people start to think about that. And Mm -hmm. actually, from what we see, even with our clients who are super protected on a physical security level and on a business cybersecurity level, they're still really quite far behind the cybersecurity of their personal space. Yeah. And that's why uh, we as a company, we face that so many times a person having cameras all over his all over the house where he or she lives and renting bulletproof cars and hiring bodyguards and then just you know using the phone without let's say camera guard or microphone guard or just sending his credit card picture in whatsapp to his spouse or her spouse Mm And that was for us so, I don't know, so vivid example of the new area we should step into Mm -hmm. and help that, uh, help these people. Also, it's hard to make the, in the cyberspace, also in the physical security space, but in the cyberspace, it's even harder to put the highest level of security together with convenience because you don't want to have you know, you don't want to have to use 100 passwords just to unlock your phone when it's ringing. Mm But at the same time, you want to make sure that in case it gets in the wrong hands, nobody can break into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to that point, I mean, obviously with Treasury, I talk to a lot of customers about their own security. And the one thing that fascinates me a little bit about having this part is on always on the human element so trying to educate the users to think and, and work in a different way yeah so if we can take email attachments for example everyone's just used to using an attachment in email which can be intercepted um, so is that also going to be the, the challenge that you see for you is it's changing the mindset of your customer base in some way yes but because they are how to say they understand that the more influential people they are, the more vulnerable they are to those cyber threats. Mm -hmm. Because we have seen the most, the richest people in the world being uh, attacked uh, successfully. And we know the consequences of that. So I think for them, hardest thing in their mindset is to make it all convenient and as less time confusing for uh, consuming for them Mm -hmm. as possible. Because these people, they just don't want to dive into all the details of the solutions that we offer them or the market offers them. It takes really even our team and we have people who are really professionals in the IT sphere, high tech, and it still takes weeks to Mm -hmm. find the best solutions uh, in this area and even to understand because when you open let's say a web page of a company that provides cyber security solution doesn't matter in which uh, area exactly sometimes it takes a lot of time even for professional to understand what exactly what level of security they are offering exactly uh take the example of a very famous let's say free mail and uh, cloud storage provider that in their official official commercial on the YouTube, they say that the level of the security they have is 128 or 256 bits. So 128 or 256, like haven't you decided yet? You know what I mean? 
and from this point of view our main challenge in the mind in the sphere of the mindset is to explain that yes they will have to sacrifice a little bit of the convenience mm-hmm. uh, the level of the convenience but uh, the benefits that they can get from that are just you know mm-hmm. they worth literally billions yeah and that's the thing isn't it because with security it's not always that you see the benefits they're not tangible uh, where the convenience is when you you know you only have to log in once and you've got access to multiple applications it's there at your fingertips if you have to log into each application with a password every time that as you say that's an inconvenience so i'm just True. yeah i'm just thinking about where is it that that you found it or you found a situation where there's an even balance uh, in that because you from what I see is that you're not only dealing with, as you say, your client, you're also dealing with many staff that are working with your client as well. And they can have a media, social media application switched on with their location services, which might also give the game away, I assume. So you must have to have some protocols in place, right, to, to work with this. You mean company-wise or you, the protocols yeah. that we're offering? Uh, yes, of course, we have a lot of protocols. I will not talk about mm-hmm. all of them, but in general, I can tell you that we as a company, we understand that we don't have a chance for a mistake mm-hmm. at all. With our customers, we cannot tomorrow uh, come to the television and say, oh, sorry, it was a huge hacker attack and mm-hmm. we just lost your data. So therefore, it took us uh, quite a lot of time to build this uh, system be- behind the, how the company operates. And for example, I can tell you that the person who is the secretary, let's say, who is preparing all the, who is organizing uh, what the client needs or she or he doesn't know the names uh, and then the, okay. the names are stored locally in the different place and then between the employees we are using numbers like mm-hmm. point numbers and then the person who has access who has password to enter uh, that local storage of let's say names and numbers doesn't have the two factor access to the second factor authentication which mm-hmm. has separate person so this is some of the insights about how uh, we are keeping the, apart from, of course, using the best uh, cyber solutions for ourselves, uh, we don't use any free, you know, uh, email providers or hostings, none of our employees, but also there are some other pro- protocols, as I described to you, uh, that stand behind the security. Yeah, so it seems like you're just putting different layers between of who's got access to the different information and you're using the numbers to cover up the identities of, uh, of your customers. So, Yes, these are just some of yeah. them, but really important. Uh-huh. Interesting. And where do you see it going in the future? I mean, is there any, anything exciting out there technology-wise that you're thinking that's going to benefit your line of business? I think everything that makes our life, our, us as uh, mm-hmm. partners of the company, of founders of the part, uh, partners, easier and better and safer. And something that makes the life of our clients easier and better is exciting already. And I think this is kind of, on one hand, this is something, this uh, area cybersecurity is something people are talking every day. But on the other hand, it's not something that we are apply, we're still applying every day. So I would tell that 
this total personal, not corporate, but even personal cybersecurity is kind of our future. Mm-hmm. Not say, of course, not a far one, a very close future, but mm-hmm. still, uh, I feel that actually the services, we got the request from our clients to do that because we sometimes consulted, or how, why would you use this app or why would you use uh, this solution for yourself? It's not safe. And then it grew into the situation where our clients told us, okay, but we don't know how to choose the best uh, software. We don't know how to set it up. We don't have time for this, for that, for that. And remember, it's personal data. It's not something that you... Uh, it's not always something you can trust to even your personal assistant. Right. From there, all the interest and excitement came. And the further we go, uh, I could tell you that in this uh, months, for example, while we're still preparing the final packages uh, for our clients, we personally changed the email provider. We mm-hmm. already had a very safe encrypted email hosting, but the service the technical support was so bad mm-hmm. that we just for a second thought that if our client will have to wait for so much time to get a solution for his problem and the, the responsibility will be on us of course mm-hmm. then we'll just you know we'll just die from the embarrassment mm-hmm. so i think this is quite a challenge uh why it's interesting it's quite a challenge to find the best solution to, to make the best package to test. We test every piece, every software we test ourselves. Uh, and we literally press on every button that every software has yeah. to know exactly what it's doing, what is working, what is not working. And before it is fully tested, we will not even start selling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So understood and i'm thinking now just about regulation because uh in some countries for example in australia um, law enforcement various other parties government organizations can extract information from service providers Uh, is that something that you have to work and manage with because you're dealing with global clients or you know you've got you pick certain service providers that kind of navigate that for you on your behalf the challenge is to find yes the provider that has uh, the solution provider the software provider that has let's say uh, servers located in the countries that do protect personal data and yes when it comes to a choice of one or another solution for us so we face that problem already that question let's say already is is it better to choose a huge company which is let's say super professional and protected and provide the service or a small company which we know is can have maybe even better level of security but then we think that it might be more vulnerable in the situation that you said when somebody would want to have access to that data so this is a question i cannot give you a final answer yet to but yes we face already some of the things that we are in the process of making uh, the right decisions for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important because I think as we see now, or I certainly see that there is more data protection laws come, or regulations coming in at national level and country level. I mean, we've got 
yes. <laughs> unfortunately, the UK leaving the European Union. But I can see already that people are starting to talk about data residency options there and moving their data out of uh, a European right. country and, and relocating that into the UK. And I think that affects the industry across the board. So just interested to get your perspective on that. And just some companies won't work with some of the countries. Uh, for example, as I said, the email uh, hosting provider mm-hmm. that we had before, they just don't work with Russia. It's not that they don't mm-hmm. work with Russia. Russia doesn't allow them <laughs> to work with it. So we face a situation that if our client has Russian partners and they have emails and the, the Russian hosting companies, mm-hmm. they just the emails are just not delivered. Uh, so yes, I think that would be another challenge uh, to balance between all these new regulations that come into play and then they first come into play and only then governments start to test them and to see if it's the right thing that they uh, brought into play, you know, mm-hmm. this also happens because uh, the regulations go back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, this is something we'll have to find a good balance and a good solution for. Yeah, I think just to finish off on about the the cybersecurity is I take it your clients are also holding you accountable for the choices that you're making on their behalf, right? So this is why it's absolutely important for you to find the right vendors, as you mentioned, with the service level, which is important as well, so that you can manage or deal with situations where there might be a crisis case. Yes, and no, it's one of the most difficult things in this area, maybe in more, in a lot of other areas too, uh, is trust. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, every client understands that they trust us and we trust to our providers. Mm-hmm. Something very, very, very important. And this is, uh, and we cannot just, you know, we cannot disappoint them. Yeah. I can understand. So, Maria, um, when it comes to cloud services and moving from on-premise, so traditionally there's always been a case for storing um, documents, machine, uh, different files locally. Um, is there trust in cloud providers now? Do you trust to put that information into a cloud service to collaborate with? My answer would be yes, though uh, I think that local encrypted storage is uh, really the best, the best solution because that's something that is out in the network becomes a little bit more vulnerable. But the level of convenience, as mm-hmm. we said, of let's say using uh, encrypted cloud storage is so big and we are now so used to having uh, this opportunity to share files, to access them from any uh, place of the world that I think the solution, for example, Tresorit provides is a great combination of security and convenience uh, for most of our clients. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, okay, Maria, thank you very much today for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on the show and I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll have a chance to speak again in the near future. Thank you very much. Okay, Maria. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. And that's it for today's episode of Under Control. You can find links to all of our social platforms and to our guests in the episode description. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join us in two weeks' time for the next episode.